Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, everyone. So glad you could join us for another episode of Adweek's Most Powerful Woman in Sports. I'm Lisa Granitstein. And it's here where the world's greatest marketers, media pros, athletes, and coaches share their remarkable career journeys and how they achieve peak performance. Today, we'll be speaking with WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon. We'll talk about Steph's remarkable career and family legacy in sports entertainment and blazing a trail for women in the squared circle and in the front office. The WWE is literally in Steph's DNA. She's the fourth generation McMahon to carry on her family's tradition as a promoter, entertainer, and business executive. She got her start early, modeling t-shirts in middle school, and then stepped into the ring herself. Steph also held down office jobs, starting as a receptionist, worked in sales, and then headed up WWE's creative, including storylines. In 2013, Steph became WWE's chief brand officer. And now, let's dive in. Stephanie, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Of course. So you are like a true multi-hyphenate. I want to. I want you to tell me a little bit how you got your start in the family business. You really started. First of all, this is like fourth generation, right? It is. Um, my great grandfather was primarily a boxing promoter in New York City, um, disowned by his Irish immigrant parents because they wanted him to be a doctor or a lawyer, not a promoter. Um, then my grandfather was boxing and wrestling. And then my father came in and really took it over and made it, you know, the, the global media organization that we are today. 
Wow. Did you even have a choice but to get involved? I mean, it's literally in, in your blood. I mean, did you seriously, did you ever think I want to do something else in my career or this was just like I was born to do this? I've always wanted to be a part of my family's business because to me, it was a way to give back. You know, my parents were really busy growing WWE and my mom was the CEO um, and my dad was really running all of the, the creative. My father is now the, the chairman and CEO, um, but it was um, a way for me to really contribute. You know, they were always on the road. They were always working. And I was we didn't have a nanny, you know, at that time. So I was with them and I was listening to the conversations and I was learning more than I realized at the time. Also, just even watching our programming, I was learning about the psychology of of the in-ring product itself, um, because I've always been a fan first and foremost. But absolutely, I had a choice. And um, (laughs) I remember I was walking around. We have a pool and I was walking around the pool uh, with my dad and I was about 16, 17. And he said, so, you know, you're going to be going off to college soon. Have you thought about what it is you want to do, you know, for the rest of your life for a living. And I looked at him like he had three heads and he said, why are you looking at me like that? And I said, dad, I want to be a part of the business that, I mean, I've always been a, a part of the business. I've worked reception while I was in high school. Like I, I was a child model, as you mentioned, like I, I want to be here. And he was surprised. And he says to this day, he doesn't know why he was surprised, but pleasantly. So thank goodness. Do you think because, well, actually your, your mother was CEO, so it wasn't because you were a girl, a girl at the time. Um, that's interesting. But, and your brother yeah. also is part of, part of this too. Yes. So, and, and, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, but, and he was more involved and it was always assumed. So I do think there was a little bit of that. It was assumed that Shane, my brother would go into the family mm-hmm. business. Um, and then at one point in time, my brother actually retired from WWE and was starting his own business. Um, and, uh, and he is now back as a performer and in various forms or fashions. So it's, it's interesting, you know, family business is, is wonderful in a lot of ways and it's Mm -hmm. challenging in a lot of ways. I have to ask before we even get into it, what was going on at your house? Was there like total body slamming between you and your brother? Was that like, I mean, it must've been a serious thing. And I was on the receiving end because he's seven years (laughs) older than me. And he told me he was always going to be bigger and he was always going to be stronger. So I just resolved to be smarter. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) But you actually did get into the ring. Tell me about that experience. What was that like? Well, I was um, forbidden to train um, to because I think there was a feeling, a concern, a legitimate concern that I was going to get hurt. Um, But as I became an on-screen character and I really became this villain, you know, which was the way the audience wanted to take me. They love to hate me. I hope, I hope Mm -hmm. their first part's true. Um, But, you know, I needed to learn how to fall appropriately without hurting myself, you know, because what we do requires a tremendous skill set. And eventually I was able to convince them and I started training and I've been in, you know, maybe, maybe a dozen matches throughout my career. I wouldn't call myself an accomplished professional wrestler. Um, I've had some very high profile matches because of my persona. The character I play is the boss's daughter, but I play like a super evil version of the boss's daughter that's (laughs) taking advantage of everybody. Um, 
but I would say the hardest, um, or I guess the most lessons learned was when I faced uh, Ronda Rousey, who is the, the first ever female UFC champion. She medaled in Judica, was the first American to do so. Wow. And I was her first match. She may not have been as skilled at pulling her punches, you know, at that point, yeah, yeah. not since she hit me as hard as she could, because if she did, I wouldn't have gotten up. But that was um, that was a, a, a real experience training with Rhonda for three months, getting ready for for that match at WrestleMania. Oh, man, I, I bet. And th- so there's obviously a lot of training that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, it's very physical. So you got into this, you did the stage. What was it? What was it like being on stage at WWE match? Like before that match with Ronda or just well, in general? In general, like when you went on stage, what was that like seeing the audience and that whole experience? Well, I think I'm um, a natural ham. You know, I've been in school plays since I was a kid. I love to perform. Um, but what I love the most about WWE is the interaction with our fans, with our audience. I think WWE is truly one of the original interactive brands. Even if you think all the way back to the days of the Roman Coliseum, where the emperor would decide the gladiator's yeah. fate based on the reaction of the crowd. And um, the audience really influences what we do in the ring, whether it's physical or whether it's verbal. Um, and if they're not responding, if they're cheering, great. If they're booing, great. If they're silent, not great. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to listen to the silence too, right? Because you have to know it's not working and then be able to pivot on a dime. So there's there's a lot of improv, but I love the energy of it. I love connecting with the audience. I love taking them on a ride or surprising them or getting them or they get me. It's like, it's the best. What would you say would be the the biggest misperception about the WWE? Um, I think there's various misperceptions, you know, throughout the years. Um, But I think when you actually come to a show and you have the opportunity, and and Lisa, you had the opportunity to experience it a lot. And, and you can see, you know, this is a business first and foremost, like mm-hmm. the in-ring product itself are highly trained, skilled, professional athletes there. It's more of a performance art because it really is about eliciting a reaction and response from the crowd. You know, it, you want to take them on a ride, not unlike any other, you know, movie, sitcom, et cetera. It's, it's protagonists versus antagonists with conflict resolution. The only difference yeah. is our conflicts that are settled inside the ring. Um, but I would say just from a business perspective, you know, we're the um, number one sports channel on YouTube, the fifth most watched YouTube channel in the world. Uh, we are number one right now on TikTok, number one sports mm. brand, uh, neck and neck with the NBA, but we're number one right now. Um, we have nine out of the top 15 most followed female athletes across all social media platforms are WWE superstars. Uh, we have, you know, our, our streaming deal with Peacock domestically. Mm-hmm. We have our um, core programming airing on USA and Fox Broadcast Network. We're in 180 countries and 28 different languages. I mean, this is a business. We have deals with A&E, Netflix, wow. um, Blumhouse. You know, we're really... Um, it's a multimedia company. And uh, yeah. it's so I, I don't know that everybody knows that, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of those facts about our business. And, and absolutely, it's it's who we are. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Yeah, I mean, just, yes, you pointed out, and thank you for that invitation. I brought my 14-year-old son to uh, SmackDown in, at MSG, and that was incredible. And it, it, it almost seems like it's like the, you're inside a video game almost, but you see the, the physicality that goes on. It's, it's, I mean, it's acting, but it's real at the same time. Like, these guys... I don't know how they they feel after a match, but uh, I, <laughs> it's intense. But so so just to get back onto your career, you went from from the ring back into the front office. And what what was it like developing those muscles, those business muscles that that you eventually you know obviously grew into? Sure. Well, I, um, it's kind of all happened simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So I became an on-screen character at the same time I was working in sales and I was an account (laughs) executive. I wasn't a high ranking salesperson, but I was on television. So it gave me a little bit of star power, you know, when I was walking Mm -hmm. into those rooms, but I was terrible at it. I was, um, not mature enough, I don't think. And, you know, this company is so much more to me than just a company. It represents my family and it's like everything I believe in and I'm so passionate about it. So when I had people who, you know, just didn't even care to listen, not even necessarily that they had a preconceived notion, I was all mad about it. And uh, (laughs) that's not helpful in business. You're going to get turned down a lot. You know, you have to, you have to be able to have thick skin and take it and smile Mm -hmm. and be gracious and, you know, be persistent in all the right ways. And, uh, Those were some lessons I had to learn. Um, But also, you know, the transition, I was used to live event production. And so I was used to late nights, um, really hard deadlines. You know, you you don't Mm want to miss a deadline, no matter what. uh, But especially when you're doing live television, you can't. We we have an expression, nothing goes wrong if it's live. Um, so that, that was something I had to learn as well, that, you know, not everybody operates at that speed and pace and, you know, everything else. And, you know, again, I had to, uh, I had to, I had to learn a lot of lessons from a lot of feedback from people about, you know, the best way to operate 
in a corporation versus in a live production. And ultimately it's like a, a blend. Yeah. Did you feel that you were getting, I, I, I have a feeling you weren't getting special treatment there, but were, were people harder on you because of it? Or was your father more demanding because you were part of this family business and legacy? I think my father um, despises nepotism. And there's no way not to, you know, look at things that way. I'm the, I'm the boss's daughter, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I do believe it is harder, the closer you are, you know, to, well, at least in my family, the the closer, you know, that I am to my dad, the harder it is in business, the the more you have to prove yourself, but he has instilled and my mom did too, those lessons every single day, you have to earn respect every single day. Your name doesn't allow you respect. You have to earn it. Um, and I think that's true no matter where you work. Um, yeah. But in terms of, you know, other executives in the company, uh, I don't know that they were necessarily harder on me. I think they're in a tough spot. You know, family business is tricky. You know, how sure. are they going to give me feedback? How do they know I'm not going to, you know, go do the wrong thing yeah. and find their back? You know, so it's so it's tough. Yeah. And you also um, not only tried sales or worked in sales, but you also were on the creative side and you wrote, you were ahead of creative. You wrote the storylines for some time. What was that like? And and how did that help? It, it seems like you, you took sales and creative and, and blended that into your current job. I mean, that's what being a chief brand officer is. What was that like being on the creative side? So the creative is what I love the most. Um, I am a storyteller at heart. And I think that, you know, most marketers, most people in brand, um, you know, understand that, right? Because Maya Angelou has this beautiful quote, people will never remember what you said. They'll never remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And storytelling is about feeling. It's about generating an emotion and an emotional connection with your audience, Um, That's one of the key lessons that I learned on the creative writing side, and it applies to absolutely everything in business. But when I left sales to go work on the creative writing team, I was told by Vince, I call him Vince in business. Mm -hmm. He's dad at home. It was weird at first. It's not anymore. It's super helpful. But um, I was telling him at that time, or he was telling me rather, look, I know how much you love the creative. Maybe in a couple of years, you'll become a manager, you know, and you'll, you'll work your way up. And I, honestly, manager never even crossed my mind. I was just happy to be a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially the core, the creative, yeah. like that's everything. And within two weeks, the head writer quit. And I was told, congratulations. I was taking <laughs> over the team. I had never managed a team before, never managed people, a lot of learning on the fly there. And, um, and so that's, that's what happened. And I was told you're either going to sink or swim and it's trial oh, by fire. I remember those two expressions very clearly. And, uh, and we went from there. Yeah. So what do you, what do you see now um, that you've been in as a CBO for some time? What has been the hardest part of being in that role? And what are some of the most rewarding parts of it? Um, well, for me, you know, it's funny because I don't ever put myself in a box Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never think of myself only as one thing. And, and what I believe is, you know, we're all brand ambassadors. I'm the chief brand officer, but every employee should be the chief brand officer. You know, hopefully if yeah. we're doing our jobs right, you know, we're they're evangelizing naturally because they love the company. They believe in what we do. Um, and I think our, our fans 
is the same way. So, um, you know, I think it's it's challenging to navigate a lot of what's happening in the world today and the messaging and, and what to say and what not to say and how to do it correctly. Um, I think that's a huge challenge that all marketers and, and folks in brand are, are really feeling and, and who are you and what do you stand for? Um, and at the end of the day, our mission is to put smiles on people's faces. Like that's, that's it. And it's most simplistic. We are here to put smiles on people's faces. That's why when COVID happened initially, mm-hmm. it wasn't a question of if, but how we were going to stay on the air for our audience. Right. You know, how are we going to provide and, and our partners, but how are we going to provide some type of levity, some type of escape? Um, when I think about Connor Mahalik, who was uh, an eight-year-old WWE fan who lost his fight with pediatric cancer, and his dad telling me how watching Raw and SmackDown every single week gave them that escape that they needed. When they came to the live event, it was just a couple of hours, but to be wow. for him to be able to look at his son and see his son not suffer yeah. um, because he's just enjoying what he's watching. I mean, that's such a gift and such a privilege yeah. to be a part of a brand that can do that. Yeah, absolutely. What about your kids? Are they going to get into the family business? We'll see. So my oldest and my youngest are the most interested. For those who don't know, I have three girls. They are 15, 13, and 11. Uh, My middle daughter has absolutely zero interest. She has sat in the front row of WrestleMania reading a book. Um, (laughs) My youngest is is like, it's the Vaughn show. Her name is Vaughn. And I mean, it is. She is incredible. And she has the personality for sure. They all do. Yeah. And then Aurora, my oldest, has trained. Um, wow. She's trained to wrestle. She really, really wants to get in the ring. Um, but she also told me and my husband when she was about eight years old, she said, Mama, I don't want your job. Daddy, I don't want your job. I want Pop's job. <laughs> which okay. Like, which was just awesome. Like, here's yeah. this young girl who just like knows what she wants and she is going to go after it. That's awesome. So what kind of advice do you give your daughters or would you give people listening in who, especially for women who are interested in making a career and what, what, what was once and uh, you know, very traditional men's sport now and, and just generally with, with sports Uh, women are trying to break in in every, every role. What do you have to offer them advice? Well, I I think now is a unique time. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that, you know, organizations are looking at gender equality a lot different. They're looking at equality in general, a lot differently. And that gives us, you know, more of an opportunity, quite frankly, to be seen. Um, I think we can't be afraid you know, to put our name in the hat, even if your job description doesn't, you know, line up exactly, that's okay. Put your name in the hat, believe in yourself, know that you can do it and, and work incredibly hard. I mean, that's what I always tell my girls is you can do anything in the world you want to do. You can be anything, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to work really, really hard at it and never give up. You know, I think that's important too. Um, And that's not to say that every job is right. You might be in a job and it doesn't feel right to you and you want to make a pivot. Mm. That's fine. You know, but, but I think that to go after it, you know, I I think that's the first thing. Know that you can do it. Your skill sets apply, even if it's not, again, a literal translation. 
Okay, now we have one one last question. We're going to go a little longer because there's there's a bunch of questions coming in and uh, they're good. So here's one. If uh, hopefully you don't have a meeting in just a few minutes, but uh, I'm sure you could wait. <laughs> I'm here. So, all right, cool. So as CBO for the biggest wrestling company, do you feel pressure to represent the industry as a whole as well as WWE? It's a great question. And I think, yes, you know, ultimately. Um, and, you know, especially when I talk about the women's evolution that's happened in our business. Um, of course, a lot of what I'm talking about is WWE, mm-hmm. but I've seen it extend and evolve way beyond WWE. And it happened because of every single woman who has ever stepped foot into what we call the squared circle throughout mm-hmm. time. What, you know, no matter what what company they worked for decades ago, even back in the days of the carnivals, like those women. And I can't imagine the hardships that they endured during those times, but it takes every single woman, the sacrifices that they've made going on the tours, leaving children behind, just trying to make a name for themselves. Um, And, and ultimately, you know, yes, we were able to to do it in WWE and it's happening all around the world. And I'm so Mm -hmm. proud to be a part of that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily pressure, you know, to represent these mm-hmm. other organizations or the history of it. I think it's more more of a privilege to be yeah. able to do that. And you're doing that, of course, within the WWE itself. There's there's more women in the ring. Are you also trying to change the front office culture? Is that already well underway? That's already well underway. We've had, you know, various female executives in super high ranking positions. Our CFO right now is is a woman by the name of Christina Salen, who's just remarkable. Um, We've had, you know, in the past, our co-president was was a woman or is a woman. um, And her name is Michelle Wilson. We have various different, you know, senior vice presidents, whether that's uh, Sarah Cummins, who's in charge of CPG, or it's Claudine Lillian, who's in charge of sales and sponsorships. You know, we really do have various women at, at, at different roles all throughout the organization. So absolutely, that's it's important. Okay. All right. Well, I could go on forever, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to let you get back to work. But um, before I do, I want to point out that you host your own live stream show with female quotient founder, Shelly Zalas called women in the business of sports. It's really great. Um, Where can people find it? And when are you doing the next one? Sure. Well, the next one's not booked yet. Uh, it's okay. scheduled for mid-November, but it's okay. on the Female Quotient LinkedIn and the Female Quotient Facebook pages. Thank you for, for the plug, though. Of um, course, been, of course. It's been a remarkable opportunity um, to really highlight all of the different aspects of business around sports, mm-hmm. because there's the athletes, there's the referees in some cases, the trainers, mm-hmm. then there's the executives, then there's the brands and the media. And it takes everybody, all of us coming together, not just women, but men too, you know, to really drive the impact and the change that we want to make in the industry. And one of the key focus areas, I think, is is really media. You know, currently it's like 4% of media time is spent on women's sports and we have to change that. Absolutely. Well, I'm really going to be interested in hearing your takeaways, given how much you've already looked into this this area of women in sports. So let's let's hear what you've got. Absolutely. So the first one is a lesson I I actually learned from Moral Javadafar, who is a a trainer for the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
and that's to be intentional, right? And it's, it's so smart. It's so simple, but be very intentional in everything that you're doing. You know, it's, it's all about goal setting, right. And driving to those goals, but be intentional. Um, and then the lesson I always tell my kids and, and everybody else is to believe in yourself. You can do it. Don't be a victim. You know, I think so many times we have this victim mentality of all the things that we've all lived through and every individual has lived through a lot of things in their life. Um, you have to believe in yourself and your ability to do something and then, you know, work ethic. Um, it's funny, Dwayne Johnson, the rock who also came from WWE all the time, his, his merch, it says, be the hardest worker in the room. And that's what you have to do. Be the hardest worker in the room. And I would add, and the smartest, but you, you have to have a strong work ethic. If you're really going to be able to achieve the goals that you want to set for yourself. Okay. Well, Steph, thank you so much. This was awesome. And always a pleasure to be speaking to you. Uh, I hope we could do this again soon. And so thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Adweek's Most Powerful Woman in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.